first point guard and Trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is a very special one. We are joined by my friend and yours, senior writer for The Athletic, the man who's been covering the Trailblazers longer and better than everyone you know, none other than Jason Quick. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing great, Michael. Long time no see. Yeah, it's been Uh-oh. eight hours or so. <laughs> but we haven't had yeah. you on the podcast in many, many moons. So we've seen each other, but we haven't done it in the uh, the digital space in a little while. Um, right. We're four games into the season. Just so, just so listeners, just so listeners know, Mike and I sit next to each other during the Blazer games. So it's uh, it's quite an enjoyable experience for me. We get to bounce ideas and whatnot and observations off each other. So. Yeah, did you Anyways. did you miss me for uh, for a year watching it at home? All the stupid nerdy stuff that I say. Yes, I did. Yes and no, actually. Sometimes you are just really nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, You're airing me out here. Yeah, well, and I, you know, I have to tell the audience that uh, it was quite the scene pregame oh, no. last night. I walk, I walk in, and and <laughs> Richmond's huddled with. Kevin Pelton and, and Sean Hyken, and they're just nerding out, you know, probably computing some stats and talking about some new metric or something. And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm getting away from this. Yeah, Jason was zoomed in and out of the media room faster than you could imagine. He did not. He was not going to get caught. He was not going to get yes. caught in that mess. Uh, that's a that's a pro's pro right there. Um, Jason, we were we're four games into this uh, Blazers season, and they've had uh, a lot of peaks and valleys already four games in. It has been, yeah. it has been up and down. Let's start with what have you liked? Like what's promising about this first four games? Oh, I think you can see the progress of Anthony Simons and Nasir Little. Uh, I think both of them have been very, very encouraging. And, and a reason that's so encouraging is because I think they're the X factor on, on, this team's ceiling you know sure. if if both of them pop then this team has a chance to be very very good uh, uh you know i think even if one of them pops this it really greatly enhances this team's chances but if both of them uh continue to play at this level i think that bodes really well for the team um what else have i liked uh i thought last night for the first time all season we saw uh, what larry nance can give this team you know, he was really bouncy and um, kind of just really involved. I, I think he's kind of scuffled a little bit in the early season before last night. You know, not really getting his hands on balls, uh, not really getting long shifts to play, hasn't hit his shot. But last night I thought he was really effective and you could see kind of the versatility and the, the different look that he gives this team. You know, one of the things about this Blazers team is it's not terribly – athletic you know yeah. and that's why Nasir is so important and you can see that too with Larry I mean Larry has incredible leaps and he's not afraid to kind of mix it up inside so it was nice to see that kind of physicality and that athleticism last night from Larry 
Yeah, he busted Desmond Bain's head open on one of his buckets. He yeah. got him with an elbow, and it was like, yeah. Um, I mean, that was it was unintentional, but you just see he's he is a physical guy who's who's able to go in there. He he talked yeah. about after the game. I think you were somewhere else, maybe, but he like that he felt like he was he was he hadn't taken any two pointers um, this mm-hmm. season. Is that he had just been floating around by the arc, and so like last night he was like, I gotta find twos, like I gotta find a way to score. And I thought, yeah. um that's they just need someone who can go around the rim and be effective and work the baselines he's he was good um and they need him to be good i i was i was a pretty big believer in larry nance and then he was like kind of bad the first three games and i was like yeah classic richmond (laughs) 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 i did it again i did it again and Um, and you know who else i've been really uh encouraged by is cody zeller i think he's given them great minutes almost every shift and uh you know last night was also again the kind of the the most he's been allowed to play and i think he should be playing more i I think he's been really really solid yeah it's a tough balance because like he he has been in some games just straight up better than nurk but i think there's a balance not just go away from nurk they want to give nurk enough enough carrot enough whatever so it's not like hey you got to play 22 minutes because you're not as good as cody they want they the way that Billups is handling it, he wants Nurk to be the guy. And so you got to give him minutes and a chance to kind of yeah. play through some struggles. Um, but Absolutely. he's definitely had those. He's definitely had those. Um, you know, CJ McCollum has been great. Um, I think we, in some ways we take for granted how good he's been because he's just dependable. Uh, he's been, he's been their best offensive player, I think for the, for uh, through this, through the early part of the season. Um, you know, some, he wasn't good. He, he kind of came on late at the end of the game last night. He wasn't good early, um, but He's been really dependable. I think for me, he's a standout for just, just they've on an, on so far, they haven't got dependable offense from Dame. They've got dependable offense from CJ. He's been really good. And I, I think he's been really good on both ends too. Yeah. I think he's played some pretty good defense, um, but yeah, no question. He's been their best player. Uh, he's kept them um, in games just with his shot making. I, I feel like sometimes the offense in this early season has been a grind that yeah. it just doesn't have that flow and that rhythm. And CJ has bailed him out just with his ability to create his own shot, create space. And uh, he's had some really, really pretty plays. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, last night was one of them where he, you know, kind of put the guy in the, in the, the blender. And uh, so, yeah, it's been – this is what you wanted and needed to see from CJ is, you know, another start like last year and, you know, knock on wood, if he doesn't get hurt and he continues to play like this, then I think that first all-star nomination or bid will, will come because he's been that good. And, and again, the, the most encouraging thing is it's not, just a tunnel vision, all offense. He has played some pretty decent defense. He's been really handsy. I think he leads the team in blocks. Um, he's had and, a block and, and a steal in every game this, this season. It's uh, it's that's, that's pretty excellent. Rare. Yeah, that's excellent. So uh, yeah, CJ McCollum has been this team's best player. He's on the uh, don't trade me campaign or yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's been, uh, you know, I think some other people are, are, uh, have been uh, kind of poking around at this angle, but there he has been, I don't know what the right word is. He's been prickly uh, or, or short, even more short than CJ usually is with the media. And you can tell there's something bothering him. Uh, and, and it probably is 
you know, the, the talks over the summer about, you know, whether or not he should be or will be traded. And I think this is his way of, of kind of countering that or um, rebelling against it is, is to, with his play. And then also he's been very short and um, kind of standoffish in his interactions with the media. And I think, um, you know, whatever works for him, that's great. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like, Hey, you'll miss, you, you can miss this when it's gone. Um, right. But uh, you know, from a, maybe a perspective of people trying to get quotes after the game, it can be a little bit like, hey, can you, you know, can you give me a little more, can you give me yeah. a little, little titch more. This episode of Lockdown Blazers is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll always have dependable Wi-Fi and an endless supply of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team or the away team can come to recharge. It's a place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip so you can rest your legs and refuel. If you're me, it's a place where you know you could get a dependable cup of late night coffee and some and some good Wi-Fi so you could file your high school football stories. Many of my McDonald's memories in recent years have been stopping there knowing that I've got a story on deadline and I need to make sure I land at a place with Wi-Fi. For me, that was McDonald's. So whatever you're looking for, Head on over to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. All right. Drop you back into more of my conversation with Jason Quick. What do you make of Damian Lillard's shooting start? Uh, you know, he made some threes. He made some threes in the third quarter. Like, he had 11 points in the third quarter, hit three threes, and it felt like, oh, Dame's back. But it's like, uh, that's not back. He was still 6 of 22. What do you make of his shooting start? Yeah. I really, I, I think it's a combination of things, but I really think at the at the crux of it is he's trying to be a really good team player, and he's trying to operate Chauncey Billups's, uh offense the way the coach wants it and that means sharing the ball and, and getting people moving and I think he's really um he's really trying to embrace that and as a result it's it's his game is suffering a little bit um but also I think he's just missing shots I mean it happens <laughs> it happens to NBA players even the greatest the greatest players so uh, and then I think probably too, it, it's starting to enter his mind. I don't think it was, you know, a factor after he went over nine in the opener. Um, but I think by now four games in and whatever he is, uh, you know, from three point range, I think he's like six for 30 something. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably a little bit in his mind. Um, but again, I, I don't, I don't think he's hurt. Um, you know, I've talked to people around him. He, he did have an, a hand issue, uh, about a week, 10 days ago, but I think that's cleared up, uh, his abdominal, he has been very upfront about that, that, yeah, he heard it during the Olympics. Um, but he felt as good as he's ever felt, uh, in a while in, in training camp. And then, you know, Tuesday before the Memphis game. He was asked directly, like, are you injured? Are you, do you feel all right? And he's like, I, I'm fine. You know, so he's not making any excuses there. Uh, so, but I, I really think though, it's all centered around 
you know, Chauncey has made this big deal that it's not going to be the Dame and CJ show. We're not doing the ISOs and all that. We, we want ball movement, player movement. And I think Dame is really trying to run that to a T. <clears throat> and he hasn't found that balance yet of being the aggressive point guard that he usually was and, and running the offense. But I, I think it'll come. Yeah, I, I thought actually after last night's game, for the first time, he kind of mentioned like, well, when you're in a shooting stretch like I am, you just need to see the ball go in. And I was like, oh, yeah. so it's getting to you in a way that he was like, I'm not going to after game one. He's like, it won't bother me. It's not going to be a thing that drags on. And now that he's missed some shots for a couple of days, he's like, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to make a couple of these <laughs> like it's yeah. normal. It's like, um, you know, everyone wants to do better at their job. That's that's all of us, um, and especially at the start of a season. Totally. I think that has made it even more magnified. If, if this was in the middle of January or something, I think we'd have a different, it, it would have a different feel, but this is at the start of the season. So I think it's a little bit more magnified. Last night, they kind of um, went it, like in the, early in the game, they were running a bunch of movement stuff. And I thought Dame got good looks and he just continued to miss. And then they kind of mm -hmm. um, went away from it, just ran sort of bread and butter, pick and roll stuff. You even mentioned it to me. You said, Hey, they're really mm -hmm. leaning on the pick and roll, like in the middle mm -hmm. of the, of the third quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, do you think there'll have to be a give and take this year between kind of, um, you know, based on what kind of the defense is doing, playing to Dame's yeah. comfort zone versus playing to like the, what the way they, the coaching staff envisions them playing? Well, you know, it's interesting. I had a, a talk with John about this. Uh, um, it, it was really something uh, larger. We were talking about patients in the larger scheme, but, we also went a little bit more detailed and like in the course of a game, uh, they have to find that, that balance of, of running the new stuff and, and doing the new stuff, but also not totally getting away from what makes the Blazers the Blazers. Like, right. you know, Nurk and Dame are the best pick and roll or one of the best pick and roll combos in the NBA. And they can't lose that. And I, I think they have lost that in the, in the first three games. It has not been, um, they haven't used it as much as uh, uh, they usually did. And I thought, you know, they really scuffled in the first half against Memphis. I, yeah. And it was just such a grind and it just was difficult to watch almost. And I thought at halftime, they, they probably talked about, Hey, let's get back to what we're really good at. And I, I thought, boom at right out right out of the half they they went pick and roll pick and roll pick and roll and they executed it really well and i think it it, it was good not only for the team but it was good for nurk you yep. know nurk nurk was really kind of uh not playing well and it got him going and got him feeling good about himself and i think it got dame going a little bit too you know like he started feeling better about himself and uh, and I think that's when we saw him start making some outside shots as well so uh, I think it's going to be they're going to have to find a balance between all this stuff <clears throat> um, but I think it's good that we're seeing it in their heads that okay we have to play different but it's so different for them yeah. because they this is the way they played for forever and uh, so I think we're going to see these little you know, growing pains uh, throughout the early season until they find that kind of balance of we got our pick and roll going. All right, let's let's still move the ball around a little bit. Uh, you know, they'll they'll get there, but it's going to be, you know, there's going to be nights like 
last night in the first half where it, it just doesn't come easy. Yeah, I, I even thought I wrote down a couple of my notes, like a, a couple of plays in the first half. I was like, this was a really nice play design. Oh, I really like what <laughs> they did. And then I would have print parentheses miss. <laughs> it's like oh well they it's like they didn't score yeah. it's like well okay they got it it's like i really like this i like this action i want to like look at this later when i um when i'm yeah. like going through my notes oh but it was a brick i was like so yeah. it won't be it's not like a good thing to it's not going to be popular on social media to be like look at this fun play um it ends yeah. with it ends with damien lord missing a pretty good look at a three um yeah i i i think what's really uh encouraging about this start so far even though they've been and played in fits and starts and it uh, and it's really hard to kind of get a feel for how good this team's going to be but I, I think we can see that they're going to be coached well yeah you know they have a plan and they have good sets and they have good principles and uh, I think that's really encouraging for people who were like oh boy first time head coach Ugh. Yeah, You know, I, I think Chauncey's answered a lot of the questions about him and, and whether he's going to be, uh, you know, prepared for this. Uh, I, I'm still a little nervous about, you know, they've played six games now or what, eight games now total if you include the preseason. And two of those eight, they've just absolutely laid an egg and effort has been an issue. And that's a little concerning. But, you know, the Phoenix game in, in the uh, preseason and then the, uh, Clipper game the other night. Those are two really bad performances where the guys just didn't show up. And that's a little concerning, but I think the more Chauncey gets to know these guys and, and understands their body language and what's going on, he might be able to, to uh, you know, kind of stop that before it, it manifests itself. But I, I think Chauncey's answered a lot of, a lot of questions about him in, in the early season. And that's, that's really encouraging. I think if you're a Blazer fan. I think the willingness to abandon your plan midstream is a sign of a good coach. Um, you know, like to say last night, our offense stinks. Let's do something mm -hmm. that's a little bit better. That's that mm -hmm. willingness is the sign of a good coach. Um, like the, the willingness to adjust in the middle, you know, whether it was at halftime or whether it was three possessions into the third quarter, when they were just like, Hey, we're going to do something a little bit different because this is what we're getting. This is the look we're getting yep. on defense. That's, that's challenging or that's promising, but I think to your point, the mark of a really good coach and what Chauncey wants his team to be is that the team plays really hard every night. Yeah. Um, so you wanted like the games, the, the games, you're going to get blown out in the NBA. You're going to have stinkers, yeah. but like to have to follow up your best performance of the season with a performance where you just didn't bring the requisite juice uh, like they did mm -hmm. in LA on Monday. That is, I would say that's, that's probably more troubling than any of the X's and O's stuff. Um, and you yep. know, as you've sat next to me long enough, I'm loving the X's and O's stuff. I'm out here yeah. rubbing my hands together. <laughs> like, Ooh. You know, and I, I think that's been a, a promise that Chauncey has made to the team that look, I will make the adjustments. You guys sure. just play hard. And, you know, if our defensive schemes aren't working, I'm going to make that adjustment. If our offense isn't going, we're going to go somewhere else. And, you know, that was probably one of Terry's weaknesses is he was sure. incredibly stubborn. You know, he just stuck with things. And, and Chauncey came in and said, look, guys, leave it to me. I'll, I'll make adjustments. If things aren't going well, it's upon me to to make those adjustments. Just trust us and and play hard and do what we say, 
and and leave the rest to us. And I, I think he's he's been he's lived up to that promise so far. Yeah, I think some of that is the Ty Lu influence. I think Lou is really good at kind of tweaking stuff and in-game adjustments and little One of the best. kind of getting in the getting in the lab and saying, like, okay, we've got to change this up. Um, he's been really yeah. good at that. And I think that the Ty Lu influence is, is pretty obvious with with yeah. Phillips and the way he's he's approached. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is. There's no trick there. They're just making delicious bars. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They got that candy bar-like texture. If you're me, you're gravitating towards the peanut butter brownie and the cookies and cream. Those are two of my personal favorites. But whatever your palate, whatever your taste buds, you'll find a Built Bar flavor that meets them. Whether you like the fruity flavors like uh, strawberry or orange or you're into the more classic ones like salted caramel or German chocolate, you will, you will there's a Built Bar out there for you. But not only are the best tasting protein bars on the market, they, they absolutely are, but they also pack a real punch. They're tasty and healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar, and no more than five grams of net carbs so what are you waiting for go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 and you will get 15 percent off your next order that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com today's episode is also brought to you by bet online it is the place to get in all all of your sports betting action whatever that is go if that's basketball basketball season's in full swing they got live Live scores, live odds, props on out almost every single game imaginable. Not only the NBA, but if you want to bet on EuroLeague, that's there too. Like literally all things hoops available for you right there. Or say you want to bet on football because college football and, and the NFL are in full swing. Same deal all weekend long, live, live game betting, in-game betting. You can bet there's contests for football all weekend long. There's props on every single game. It's just the number one place to bet on all your sports action. So if that sounds like something you want to do, why not go to betonline.ag right now and use the promo code locked on. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus when you're making your first deposit. That is promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. That's betonline where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's close out the show. Here's the rest of my conversation with Jason Dick. How good can this team be on defense? What's their what's their sort of defensive ceiling? That's that's a big question for this group. And and obviously they're trying something new. I think they I think they could be in between like 10 and 15, probably. Um I thought that Phoenix game at home, I can't remember a Blazer team moving around and rotating and covering for each other as well as they did that game. That that game, I mean, it just popped off the court how connected and active they were on defense. If they play like that, they can be a top 10 defense. Uh, but it's really hard to do that, you know, over the course yeah. of, a, of a season. Um especially with with some of their players like Dane and CJ who <clears throat> who exert so much uh, energy on the offensive end but uh, I, I do think this can be a, a like a 10 11 12 you know 13 type defensive team I, and I think if they do that uh, you know they're gonna be a top three offensive team yeah. uh, then then this can be it's gonna be a formidable team but uh, it's going to take a lot of work to, to be that uh, team that's in the you know, 10, 11, 12. So uh, that, that's going to be the, the intrigue, I think, uh, of this season. 
where does where where does that hinge on? Like for you, who are the who kind of who propels this defense forward? Is it, it so much of it? I guess is what I'm asking. So much of it last year was pinned on Nurk. It was like, okay, Nurk's yeah. going to be the guy that is it still that? Like, is it still that simple, or is it? Do you think it's moved? Do you think it's kind of widened out a little bit? The burden of that? No, it's widened out, and I think you know this is probably a, a story I'm going to try to illustrate in the in the next week or so, but. Uh, and I think you'll you'll start noticing more and more. We saw it last night with Chauncey. Dame has played pretty decent defense in the early season. I'm not ready to say he's he's been great defensively, but he's been much better. And he's interested in it for sure. No, no question. And you know, he brought it up. Dame brought it up at practice on Tuesday. That I don't know if you guys are watching my D, but you know. <laughs> Uh, and then Chauncey last night, I thought a couple times brought it up. Dame's defense, Dame's defense. So I, the, this is something that they're trying to gain momentum with this, you know, that uh, our leader is playing defense. And, and that's so important to this team, not, not only because it's Dame, but because it's the, it's the first point of, right. you know, uh, of defense is, is the point guard and, and keeping guys in front. And that was the biggest kind of weakness of this team was they weren't offering much resistance at the point of attack. And, and Chauncey's like, look, I don't expect these guys to be Marcus Spart or Ben Simmons, but we need them to contain the ball for two or three dribbles. Exactly. You know, at least two or three dribbles. Not, you can't just get beat off the go <clears throat> because then everyone's scrambling. People are getting in foul trouble, but, maintain your guy for two or three dribbles give our defense a chance to get there and help and stuff and i think they've done a decent job at so uh you know already we talked about cj playing pretty decent defense i think dame has improved defensively as you say more engaged so that's where i think it it hinges on where we where everyone has always known this team ceiling hinges on the defense yeah. of dame and cj and so far, four games into the season, I think they've answered the call. Yeah, I think they've been better. Like you've seen times, like yeah. it's like they followed up that Phoenix game by giving up 400 points to Luke Kennard. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll, uh, we're recording. This is Friday's show, October 29th. We're recording the. They're going to play the Clippers tonight. Um, so perhaps Quick and I will look foolish again because this team has been so up and down, and we're recording yeah. this after an up. You know, it'd be better if we were recording this after a, a lull because then we could be haters. Um, and then it's like, it's just so much easier to lean into the hate. Optimism is takes, optimism takes bravery. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think um, one of the things I was interested in last night and I, uh, I, I, you know, one of the veteran reporters who's on the beat skipped uh, Chauncey's pregame media availability. I won't say who, but it was, uh, <laughs> but I'll actually, I will say it was both Jason and Aaron and Aaron Fentress. So it was just one podcaster basically in there asking questions. And I asked uh, Chauncey, like, how do you deal with Ja? And he, he said like, Oh, we're going to throw him a bunch of looks. We're going to, you know, he's so good at the point. Like he's going to test our point of attack defense, which has been bad. Like we, he's going to give us this great test. I'm really excited for it. We're going to give him all these defensive looks. So I, I'm like, okay, pregame notes, like who guards Ja? This is going to be like a big storyline. Is it going to be Nazir? Is it going to be? And it's Dame. It's Dame. Yeah. He gave Dame the primary assignment, the toughest assignment. And I thought, you know, Ja didn't score for the first 18 minutes. Um, some of that was was unrelated, but I think like 
Dame taking on those big assignments, not hiding them on defense, that responsibility is as much a part of it as anything else. Like, just like, hey, you, you like, we're going to give you the all-star on the other team because this is the expectation is that you can slow this guy down to some extent. Look, John Morant was coming into that game was one of the best players in the NBA. I think he was yeah. averaging 35 points. And, you know, we, we mentioned it to each other uh, in the first half. We're like, God, he hasn't even, can't even notice him. I don't yeah. I haven't noticed him yet. And it was like six minutes left in the first quarter. And you look, 17 points, nine turnovers. Yeah. John Morant had nine turnovers last night. Uh, it's a pretty good job. Pretty yeah. good job. I don't, I don't think you can put it all on Dame, but uh, no. you have to give him some credit, you know, that uh, they slowed him down. So I, I think probably in the back of a lot of people's minds, they were bracing like, oh, God, I can see John Morant going for 38, you know, yeah. but didn't happen. Yeah, some of us thought D'Anthony Melton was going to have a good game, but you know it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't always it doesn't always happen that way. Oh, Mike made a uh, Oregon lottery bet that D'Anthony Melton would have uh, over eighteen and a half points and rebounds, and I donated uh, that money because D'Anthony Melton went over nine from the floor. Over eight. Over okay, eight. Over eight. Uh, he was the only Grizzly who who played in <laughs> in the first three quarters who didn't score. So. You know, yeah. can't win them all. Uh, I don't claim to be an expert, <laughs> but I did think I was going to win $20 or whatever it was. Instead, I had to donate some money. <laughs> um, Jason, uh, uh, we'll let you get out of here, but uh, you wrote a story on Anthony Simons today. Um, can, yeah. you, can you give us, without giving it away, because listen, people should pay for your work at The <laughs> Athletic. Go ahead and go, but give us sort of the elevator pitch on, uh, on what we, what you've seen from Anthony and what, what you wrote about him today. Well, I think everyone can see that, that he's really matured on the court. Um, it's a different Anthony Simons we're seeing. And I, I thought he was really important to last night's game <clears throat> in the first half when, when they were scuffling and stuff, he kept them in it. Um, you know, he hit back-to-back threes twice, made a nice driving lay in. And as Chauncey Billups said, he kept them afloat. And I, I thought last night was a really nice capsule of how far he has come and uh, how much he has matured and grown. And so I tried to illustrate that with a story from two years ago uh, when Anthony was just starting to get kind of a sniff from, from Terry Stotts. And uh, he didn't he didn't take advantage of one of his early opportunities. So his trainer, Phil Beckner, who's also Damian Lillard's uh, trainer uh, said, okay, we're working out tomorrow night. So they come down to the Blazers practice facility and, uh, and Phil Beckner gives them this, as he calls it, a, a Vince Lombardi type speech to pep them up and uh, to really get them going. And, and Anthony uh, didn't have the greatest response to that. Um, and if you know Ant, it's it, it's so Ant. You know, he's this little kid. He was 20 at the time. And uh, Phil sitting there laying into him going, Stotts gave you his gave you a chance and you didn't take it. This is this is your time to, to uh, show how much this means to you. It's time to, for you to show how much uh, to show Stotts how much it means, you know, this is your fork in the road. This is, you got to put your stake in the ground. And Ant, 
after all this is done, it's about 15 minutes of, of Phil rant and rape and aunt goes. And, and so then Phil says, all right, you ready to watch some clips from last night and, and see where you screwed up? And aunt's like, well, can we watch it in here? And he points to the Blazers dining room. And Phil's like, what? What are you talking about? And he's like, well, I really kind of want to get eat some cereal. And Phil just lost it. And so Anthony Simons has gone from the, the little kid who wanted to eat cereal to uh, being the guy who keeps the Blazers afloat uh, in, in a time of need. And uh, I think you can really see, I, I just think that really illustrates how far uh, this kid has come. And I, I really, I think the world of Anthony is a kid and I love watching his game and uh, I can't wait to see what he has in store for us uh, this year. Cause I, I think he can be really good. Yeah, he wore the mic last night on the ESPN game, and and Yusuf yeah. Nurkic said something like, "Why did they give him a mic? He never <laughs> says anything." Yeah, exactly. Uh, which I think is like it's uh, maybe a sign of his growth is that national TV is like we should hear a little more from this kid. Yeah, um, that's uh, it's a pretty good one. Uh, subscribe to the Athletic, y'all. Uh, J- no one's covering the team longer. No one's covering the team better than Jason. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, so much of what I'm able to do is because I have someone like Jason Quick who sits next to me me on uh press row and i can i can learn from him i read you know i'm reading everything he writes but i'm also bouncing ideas off him he's he's telling me i'm stupid or he's occasionally complimenting me <laughs> one in every you know whatever dame was two for 24 i'm about two for 24 and, and jason quick compliments um but listen go subscribe they mean, to the more. They mean more right if, they do like, exactly exactly if you have to I earn them i i don't blow smoke up your butt yeah, you're never going to, you are always, you're a straight shooter. You're going to tell me like it is, which I appreciate. Um, even if maybe earlier in my career, I was like, why, can he just be nice? Could he just be nice to me? Uh, but it made me, it's made me a better reporter. It's made me want to be smarter and, and sharper about the team and kind of, um, and find my own way in. Be a Larry Nance. I got to find, find my own go. way in because uh, I know Jason's going to be, uh, um, he's, he's going to get his, so I got to figure out how to get mine. I, I love, I love it. Um, but subscribe to The Athletic, y'all. It's, it is, it is just you jason's work alone is worth the subscription price and then you get writers from every sport all over the country so you'll be happy that you get to read quick and then you'll get a bonus of reading a whole bunch of other wonderful writers um you get to read a wonderful josh robbins piece you'll get to read bill orham who wrote a wonderful piece on avery bradley there's if you like the league you will you will appreciate um reading uh the athletic also dear listeners Go subscribe on YouTube. We're trying to get to 1,000 by Halloween. You were listening to this on October 29th. We are two days away. And I'm just going to say, we're close. We're As I'm recording this, we're over 950. I need 40 of you, 40 of you to go to YouTube and subscribe to the show so we can get to our goal by Halloween. Um, also, just tell your friends about this podcast. They can get it wherever they get podcasts. As, as Every podcast provider as well as YouTube, just search Lockdown Blazers. We will be there waiting for you. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.